Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host, Bryn Edwards. WA Real brings you real and authentic stories from fascinating people here in Western Australia. Stories to inspire and guide you to take action to be all you can be. Today, we're going to consider, today we'll be going beyond the physical to the non-physical realm and considering energies and intelligence potentially much bigger than ourselves with my guest, Marina Kirk. Born and raised in Western Australia, Marina describes herself as a witch, shaman, medium, seer, fairy, goddess, priestess, writer, runner, cook and mother and much, much more. Her training and education has evolved from new age practices to psychology and psychiatry, counselling and mentoring and now is involved to the heart of channelling. The essence of her practice is soul retrieval and holding a space for clients to discover their soul language so that they can know their soul purpose and destiny. Marina, welcome to the show. Thank you. So as I said in the beginning there, you grew up in Western Australia. What was it like growing up here in WA? What are some of your fondest memories? I think it was just being able to um, go out into nature and have the good weather, uh, the good fortune of being able to enjoy mm. um, the weather that's uh, gifted by Western Australia and um, the freedom that we had when we were younger, when we didn't um, have to uh, rely on our parents to take us everywhere. There was that, um, you know, we could we could just go down to the local park without um, without having uh, our parents monitoring our every move. Um, and things have shifted since then, but um, yeah, there was a lot of freedom I think for me yeah. as a child growing up here, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I'm originally from the UK and moved yeah. here uh, seven, seven and a half, eight years ago. Yeah. And I asked my guests yeah. um, about their relationship with Western Australia. Yeah. And, and those who grew up here, I think it's one of the most common things. They all talk about the freedom to mm. move around and just go wherever they want. Yeah, of course, the space, for yeah. sure. What do you yeah. think stopped that? What has stopped that? Or I... what has made it less of a thing? Yeah, I think obviously population, uh, you know, has expanded, but also media. And um, I think uh, there's uh, a lot more fears now around, um, you know, stranger danger. Um, and it's just become a little, a little bit more public and uh, uh, we're, we're all more aware of um, just the dangers of letting our kids wander around um, without... Uh, you know, parental support, and um, yeah, I just think we're we're a bit more aware now than what perhaps my parents were mm. sort of thirty years ago. Things are a lot more open. We have open discussions about things that we didn't have back then, forty years ago. Mm. Forty yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah. So um, there is a, there's a strong sense of um, listening to the introduction again. Of yeah. You um, helping people. Yeah. Um, whether it's through uh, channeling crystals and mm-hmm. things like that, where does that wanting to help people part come from within you? That being of service. Yeah. Um, I just think it comes. It, it's something that was that's been born out of something intrinsic inside of me that just wants to wants to have something to offer this world, and I think many people feel like that. Mm. Um, and I think in one way or another, uh, one way or another, we're all of service in some way. I've just identified it consciously and um, it does, there's a secondary gain in that for sure. It's never just 
for the other person, as we were talking about earlier. Um, you yeah, know, the, the, the selfish of... need of, of, of wanting to be, um, you know, wanting... It, it makes me feel good to see people thrive and to see people overcome challenges and, and to feel good about themselves and to have some, you know, um, uh, a direction into, in terms of where they want to go and how they want to live their life. And I, and I love to support people through that. Um, and it gives me a good feeling that I'm doing, I'm offering something to my little corner of the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's a secondary gain for sure because it makes me feel good and, and that's okay because that's life enhancing. So yeah. it's not life taking. It's, it's, it's giving me, you know, inspiration it inspires me. Yeah. yeah. Is this something that's always been there for you or something that's switched on? Uh, I think uh, I have uh, become, it's always been there and, I, and I've always, as a child, the games that I played, I was either a teacher or I had some kind of leadership role um, in the games that I played as a child. So it's always uh, been, there's a, that energy has always been there. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just something that I can't quite name it for you. I can't tell you why that's there. It's just a desire that's always been there. And I've always had a passion for psychology and learning about um, the human experience. And um, I've always questioned um, from a young age, you know, what is life? I can remember from a very young age, uh, you know, being bewildered with the fact that, that there was such thing as, as existence. I mean, that to me was, was just, you know, incredible and trying to make sense of that. Just, you know, there's so much spaciousness around that. Yes. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Does so, that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Um, this is not a test. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> it's a conversation. Totally. But I <laughs> Nor is it a job interview. No, no, I know. But it's an interesting question to ask. It's quite direct. You know, nobody's actually ever asked me that before. You know, so answering that had me thinking about why am I actually doing this and where did it come from? You mm. know. Mm. I, I ask yeah. it because there's, I see a lot of, um, I see a lot of people wanting to help but struggling to understand where that help comes from within mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I just get the feeling that the help is something that they want for themselves mm -hmm. and they put everybody else first, for, mm -hmm. um, everybody else forward first, right? rather than getting that balance of helping others whilst trying to help myself on the journey as well at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like they're trying to fill a hole by yeah. looking outwards rather than looking inwards. Yeah. So just yeah. sometimes I get that feeling when yeah. I meet. Yeah, for sure. And I think we're all wounded healers on some level, right? So um, we can identify with other people's issues because we know that pain inside of us. So there's that. Um, it provides us with that 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 empathy, you know, mm. that ability to connect with other people. And you know, and there is a fine line with that for sure. Being a therapist to to not project that woundedness on other people, which sounds like that's what you're kind of talking about yes. now, you know, where people will uh, seek uh, others to fill in those those holes that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So from outside. Yeah, yeah. But we live in an interracial, uh, uh, a relational world. And I, it's, uh, I read something the other day, the other day um, about interbeing. 
and I've into being, being. into being into uh, a, a relational world that we don't know ourselves without the other that we can't really know ourselves without the reflection the mirror of the other and you know even monks they will spend uh, they, they live in a monastery and they spend time with other people learning about themselves so we do need other people to know more about who we are and and what we are not as yes. well um, so yeah just i think it's interesting when we start thinking about you know why our motivations you know mm. in terms of why we're wanting to be of service and in the context of what you were talking about you know people wanting to fill those holes where you know perhaps they're wanting to know about more of who they are through the other yeah which makes perfect sense to me as well yeah, yeah. it's interesting as you said that because i interviewed um, a guy who left perth when he graduated from university and went and lived in a Hindu monastery in Hawaii for 10 years mm-hmm. and he was saying how it's so very close and you get to learn more about yourself and how you interact so much quicker right and we were having a lot of we had um, quite a bit of a conversation around the similarities between that and my time growing up in a yeah. boys boarding school yeah. and how close they were and how much yeah. you learn about yourself because there is yeah. no space to disappear right yeah interesting yeah interesting. it is interesting yeah so what is the heart of channeling and how did that come about? Yeah, and <laughs> nice that's a really, yeah, another one where I'm going to go, oh gosh. Okay, so we met, we talked earlier about, um, you know, not boxing ourselves and being very careful about, you so know, you identities, right? What happened yeah. before we switched So we were talking about how labels can actually um, cause limitations um, and can um, stand in the way of our creative process. And so... Leading on from that, the heart of channeling for me is about the creative process and I believe that the heart is the portal Um, and um, I chose that those words because it felt like it encompassed uh, a lot more than than just what channeling is because I think channeling is the creative process it is well it's a an explanation for the creative process. Um, and so it's not something that um, uh, that is uh, has one direction. I have quite a few different streams that I flow through and flow into, um, and it's in continual. Uh, it's in a, a continuous, uh, evolving energy. If you want to explain it like that, it's quite difficult to explain. But it is con- constantly moving. It's constantly in movement. It's it's never really static, and there's always change involved in what I do. Um, and there are some some definite uh, foundations that I I, I, I uh, that have given it uh, that grounding, um, which what, is what are those yeah sort of yeah. So I do um, basically I do soul readings, which I really enjoy doing, and that's really to give people an opportunity to experience their own. Um, uh, heart language and uh, my readings aren't traditional readings I don't read in the context of fortune telling right I utilize uh, my therapeutic tools and um, which include yeah which include um, you know psychology and counseling and spiritual counseling and narrative therapy and um, so and and I'm I'm intuitive so I, I utilize my intuition as well but really it's to hold space for my clients to get a real sense of um the direction of their own life. So I do encourage my clients to speak and share during mm-hmm. the reading because I think they'll get a lot more out of the reading when they do that. 
I do understand that some people don't want that and that's okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that I do and it's kind of like uh, an opportunity for the clients too to get to know what I do. So um, if they want to do any more sessions with me or courses, um, they at least know how I work um, and whether or not it's a fit for them. And then plus they're actually getting a counselling session with yes. me as well, which is which is awesome. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's one of the things I do. And then I also teach channeling um, in the context of uh, spirit guides um, or light beings. Um, and uh, I used to run seven-week courses doing that, but I've stopped doing that for now. I'm doing one-day workshops or one-day soul and spirit immersions. And I've chosen to do it like that now because I have found that people have struggled with commitment, um, that doing yeah. seven weeks seems quite overwhelming for some people. And whilst I was able to find people that would commit to that length of time, um, I also had to recognise too that, you know, people uh, are on paths of accelerated growth now. You know, people aren't as... Uh, I guess I was working from an old mindset from when I used to do this work in my early 20s. Yes. So I've had to transform that to these one-day sessions. And whilst the one day, people want yeah, people want that, yeah, and they and they don't want to commit to the time. They, you know, there's just a different energy now. People, things are a lot more fast-paced. So I've evolved that, evolved into that. Sorry about it. Does that come at the expense of? Do you believe? concentration and deeper learning I was just about to share with you that that whilst that is awesome to have these one day sessions and to give people a taster they're actually not getting the support that they would with mm. the seven week course which means that that we can continue to nurture, uh, nurture and practice and then they've got my support there to, to help them through that uh, through that process yes. and because doubts come up when we channel um, yes. it's very normal um, and at least with the seven weeks and we can start working through those blocks and those limitations and transcend them and uh, we can work through those doubts together um, but which which uh, is is virtually you're left to your own devices after a one-day session but yes. that's what people wanted and so that's what I've done um, so it won't always be that way though you yeah so this is an element of you want to meet the market for and, sure and yeah put bread on the table that's right yes. yeah yeah of course yeah, and uh, so the other work that I do is hypnotherapy and, and counselling and therapy, and I run group sessions. I really enjoy running group sessions and also okay. do one-to-one sessions, and um, I guess um, uh, that's one of my favourite things at the moment. I'm really enjoying that, and I'm studying um, a little bit more about hypnotherapy now, doing a clinical hypnotherapy um, diploma, yep. um, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's something that I feel quite passionate about because it did change my life many years ago, uh, about seven years ago. I um, explored hypnotherapy myself, and it was uh, it was life changing. So um, I know in there's medicine for me and for my clients in that. Yeah, so uh, it helped me overcome some chronic mental health issues. Right. Um, I had a very traumatic birth with my uh, giving birth to my daughter, and I nearly died, and um, I was. Needless to say, I was pretty traumatized by the whole thing, yes. and um, I had chronic anxiety after that. And th- that wasn't the only reason I was experiencing anxiety, but that was one of the big reasons. And uh, I suppose you could uh, label it with post-traumatic stress disorder if you wanted to choose those terms to, to name yeah. it. 
Um, and having worked in psychiatric uh, mental health, I knew that um, medication wasn't the path that I wanted to take because of the uh, side effects. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I chose to look for something alternative. And uh, I had never experienced hypnotherapy before, but I took a leap of faith and. I found someone that was local because it was actually quite difficult for me to get out of the uh, to get out of the house and into the car to drive anywhere. Right, uh, because, quite of because of the anxiety. State you were in. Yeah, it had me in paralysis most days. Um, yeah, so it was a leap of faith for me to go and do that, and uh, it wasn't uh, you know a quick fix. And I think sometimes people presume with hypnotherapy that it is something that. Uh, uh, that will fix your life. It wasn't really like that for me, um, but it, it it helped me to excavate my inner resources for me to be able to heal. And it was... I like that phrase, excavate your inner resources to heal. Yeah, yeah. That's essentially what it, what it allowed mm. me to do. And um, it empowered me to um, heal my life. And she held space for me to be able to do that. And, of course, she was very wise as well. So she had a lot of knowledge and um, she spent some time sharing her wisdom with me too. So it was kind of like a mentoring and uh, counselling session at the same time. Um, yeah, it was really useful. And so I wanted to be able to offer that to other people as well so that they can have an opportunity to um, really uh, discover um, the, the power within them to be able to make the changes that they need to make their lives work. Superb. So Yeah, it was a pretty amazing time um, working with her for sure. She's a, an amazing lady. Her name's Marina as well. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 she's wonderful. Mm. There we go. So... You mentioned the word channeling mm-hmm. yeah. times. For yeah. people who have heard it, not heard it exactly, what is channeling? Yeah. And what uh, are you channeling or who are you channeling? Yeah, okay. So I think of channeling as being like a conduit. So um, we are opening ourselves up to the creative process. And some people will think we'll speak about channeling in the context of um, channeling guides, and and that's okay if you want to name it that. But essentially, it's it's awakening to our own creative process and allowing um, ourselves to um, experience our own inspiration in whatever way or form that comes. And some sometimes people, you know, will uh, say that they're channeling their higher selves or that they're channeling um, a guide or. Um, you know, sometimes people don't even know where it comes from. They just say divine, the divine or, yes. you know, or God. Um, uh, so I think uh, essentially it is the inspiration that we have within us and, and uh, allowing that to flow through with greater ease right. is what I think channeling is. And not get yeah. in the way of ourselves. Yeah, to kind of move out of, out of the way in the context of our rational self. But I feel that the channeling, channeling is essentially... Um, a co-creative process that we never really get out of the way. We just open up to um, more of who we are through uh, tapping into our, um, our, I guess, our higher mind, maybe, if you want to put it in that context. For me, it's my soul, so it's about um, anchoring into my soul space and allowing that to um, translate the, the light that's coming through because we're always translating. I don't believe that, that we literally step out of the way and, and we're not part of the process because it cannot exist without us participating in it. We yes. are the channel. We, we are, we are the, the portal. Um, so we're always part of that process. Um, is that we are physical selves? 
physical and um, <clears throat> excuse me the heart which I talk about um, I don't think we're separate from the channeling process and and that's where people start to doubt channeling because they think they're supposed to be out of the way and 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 something else is going to take over and step in right. and I and uh, you know my belief is that that we are meant to be at the forefront of the experience not necessarily the guides or, or the divine yeah. that they think is, is is giving them all the answers that all the answers we need actually are contained within us and we're always translating it's a co-creative relationship we're working together it's mm. we're not really separate from the experience so yeah yeah I, I guess you know you could go on YouTube and see channels and then they go into this state and trance state trance state yeah. you know yeah. um, I, yeah. I, I've watched a number of YouTube videos with yeah. Daryl Anker and Bashar yeah. and yeah. sort of he, he steps to one side and then there's this yeah, other yeah, entity that talks. Yeah, but it, that entity can only talk through him because he has he has um, been a participant in that process yes. to be able to allow to, uh, him to, to trust his own creative process, to let that voice come out and to use his own cognitive framework. Um, because we're always translating, we're always yeah. translating, and that's his that's his way what of translating. We're translating, we're translating light. So, right. um, I believe that that when we're channeling, we're translating light transmissions. That we are light. Yes, we are light. Yes, and the light we're translating light, and and whatever it is that we're translating is light as well. So, and it has a harmony, a frequency. And uh, we're translating that harmony and that frequency. It has a feeling note that comes through our experience. And, and uh, you know, when we're in a, a, a really grounded, heart-centered space, that uh, translation is really clear and there's clarity there. Yes. Uh, but when we're in a, a space that perhaps um, is in a state of contraction or fear or worry about getting it right or, um, you know, we might be highly emotional, um, it can uh, distort the, the channeling. It's not that... Uh, we're not channeling it's just that our impression or our translation of that is isn't quite uh, clear it's it, the, the clarity is yeah the clarity and... isn't there yeah that it would be that that would be there if we were anchored into our heart space and really open to uh, being receptive and that does require self-worth and this is mm. one of the conversations that I have in my sessions and um, some people get unstuck with this because um, you know without our um, uh, openness to to all of life and all of that we uh, all of we are all of that we uh, I guess uh, more of who we are our wholeness yes. um, it's very difficult to be receptive to, to, to light because if we are contracted in some areas of our life um, it will uh, uh, limit the information that's coming through it will just it will distort it on some level mm. we're all learning to be more open yeah yeah I, it's, it's interesting listening to you talk because um, in an early podcast I, I, I met with um, Ladies, a Jungian mm -hmm. psychologist, mm -hmm. and, and we talked about the early parts of life. We we put ourselves that we're, we're either black or white, you know, yeah. either good or bad, and this yeah. and that, and this and yeah. that. So we're continually narrowing our yeah. label That's of right. ourselves, so yeah. we have a constrictive view of ourselves, not yeah. reality. Yeah, yeah. What you're talking about here, and, and then we're saying that at some point, midlife mm -hmm. adjustment crisis, sometimes when you snap back open yeah. to all that you are, you yeah. are both good and bad. Yeah, um, kind yeah. and stingy. Yeah. yeah, you can be all of those things all at once. Yeah. And listening to you there just reminded me of being um, understanding of the fact that we are all of 
all that we are. Yeah, and so when we start to accept that and open up to that, then we're more receptive. We start to value ourselves in a different way than what we did before. Because mm. to be open to perhaps uh, you know channeling a, a, a light being, if you want to call it that, yeah. um, there needs to be a level of, of, of um, you know believing that you're worthy of having that connection. Because uh, some people really feel as though they are unworthy of that, or they struggle with that because they don't believe that that uh, they have that uh, connection with that higher intelligence. Because, you see, I don't see the guides as being something separate from our experience. I believe yes. that we've all descended from ascended from an ascended master, that we are um, connected, deeply connected with our guides because they are us and we're not separate from them. Yeah. Whilst they have their own consciousness and we have our own consciousness in this, in this realm, that I don't actually believe we're separate um, and that we're here to teach them as much wow. as they're here to mentor us that they've sent a fractal of their light into this earthly realm yeah and um and it's to learn about a new perspective another perspective or other perspectives um to evolve their experience and evolve our light as well uh so it's I've a collaborative heard, yeah. yeah i've heard um <coughs> choosing to spend time on earth is almost like taking a master class in overcoming limitation. yeah right yeah yeah <laughs> and the and, and the the that parts of bigger beings want to experience that yeah. to, to go on a game of hide and seek yeah. with themselves to overcome a great limitation yeah. and learn this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That sounds uh, pretty accurate to me. I, mm. I, I resonate with that. Yes. So Definitely. listen to what you're saying there. If we are channeling our own creativity, is this something we, you would say we're doing all the time? Every moment to me is, yeah. is, is, uh, it can be used as a form of inspiration. So we can be inspired by every moment. Super special power that no, some we're all creative. Some people don't. Yeah. No, I think it's we're like, all evolving. And, you know, I think it's Eckhart uh, has mentioned, uh, you know, we're evolving the universe through our own experience, right? Yes. Well, the universe is, is evolving itself through our experience. Um, so I think we're always evolving and we're always changing and, and life isn't static. It's always in movement and every moment is, is shifting and moving and changing and yes. it's providing us insight in it, uh, and um, uh, uh, the, uh, inspiration in those moments to um, open ourselves creatively to more of who we are. I don't think um, that uh, we necessarily... Uh, um, uh, a static and, and that we're stuck in one way of being mm. I think identity is fluid and it's in constant motion mm. and we, we change particularly as well to meet the demands of the audience so I have like a the teacher's hat and I have the mum hat and you know yeah. the different audiences we, we, we our identity can shift and change yeah, yes. yeah. I suppose yeah and I suppose an over over focus on identity and I'm this and I'm that yeah. makes us more static yeah for sure for sure. So yeah. do you, so if someone's listening to this and going, mm. okay, so I do, so I'm channeling, yeah. but w when does it feel like you are a more fluid, in tune channel mm -hmm. and what does that look and feel like mm -hmm. to you personally? Yeah. Uh, and, and what, and, and do you know when you're slightly less of that? Yeah. So when I'm in tune, I'm anchored into a really loving space. And when I'm in that really loving space, I'm anchored into that feeling of, of self-worth and, and the narratives that are contained with me, contained within me, um, are, 
um, life-giving stories. So when I'm sharing with people, it's, it's life-giving content. It's not life-taking content. Yes. And there's a, a spaciousness in that. There is an expanded view. It's like... Um, it's there's just a there's a there's an ability to be able to see the higher perspective or uh, the greater purpose um when i'm not when i'm out of whack it's usually when um i'm emotional and i've got uh, you know my own you know uh, issues are arising my own wounds are, are being triggered um and uh, it's uh, it's when I'm um, not believing in something. Um, it's like uh, the emotional wounds can tend to um, point to our, point uh, us in the directions of where we're actually limiting ourselves. Right. So um, when I'm in those uh, 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 deep emotional states, uh, such as being angry yeah, or angry or, or, or um, you know, uh, hurt, or because um, that's coming from a place of, of an egoic state, and it's not that I don't think that ego is important. Ego provides us with that identity, right? Yes. So I'm not anti-ego. Um, it just uh, it contracts our experience and it limits what we're able to perceive because the ego is so desperate to control. It's wanting an outcome, uh, and it's wanting to be able to predict. Um, and it's wanting to be able to to have some kind of uh, uh, knowing of of, of 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 what's beyond the present moment. And uh, when we want, when we start to attach ourselves to that, then the reading can can lack that clarity than what it would if we were completely present with who we are now, which is really a free um, a free space where we're in a uh, we're not really attached to what happened before because our pain usually comes from you know, the past, right? Yes. Yeah, and then worrying about, you know, how we're going to function in the future. Yes. Yeah. Depression and worry and pain is the past, and yeah. anxiety is the future. Yeah. Here we are now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and sometimes um, I think, uh, you know, with channeling as well, that people are expecting it to give them all the answers of their, you know, about their future as well. And one of the, the gifts I've learned from channeling is that um, we have to really be present with where we are now for it to leverage us to the next step. And quite often what ego would um, wants is uh is, is get that straight away yeah and quite often what ego wants isn't as exciting or as wonderful or as as amazing as what life has in store for us which is around the corner which we can't quite see right now um so uh yeah i i, I think sometimes when we're worrying too much and we're grasping too much it can distort the channeling mm. Mm, i really like that great yeah and how does that then relate to what you referred to as the soul retrieval and mm -hmm. yeah so i do think of my work as soul retrieval using the word retrieval makes it sound like it it's lost yeah so it yeah it's exactly that i feel that we are out you know it's a, it's about coming back to our wholeness so bringing back those pieces of ourself that we've um rejected or or have abandoned or you know through guilt or shame or um you know for all sorts of reasons we abandon those parts of ourselves so it's really about not fixing ourselves it's just calling back those pieces that that need to be loved those unloved parts of ourselves that need our loving attention and compassion and understanding um, and and so that we can embrace all of who we are rather than just one aspect of ourselves. Um, so yeah, it's 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 about calling back in and um, and loving those parts of ourselves that we've rejected and uh, yeah, bringing that back into our hearts again. Super. 
Yeah. There's so much in there to think about. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. So that is channeling being sort of connected with your own creativity. You also mentioned almost channeling other beings or, or, mm -hmm. or what have you. Now, yeah. I, I read that you yourself have um, a, a light guide that you yeah. talk to called Whisper. Whisper. That, that's yeah. correct. So that's been going for like 20 years. You're giggling, wasn't it? Yeah, because there's such a story around that. And it's, it's so amazing. And mm. it's one of those. So I think um, this would provide... Um, this would be, I'm interested to know how you connect with that yeah. because then this will give yeah. me uh, insight into another question I have, which right. is okay. how did this all come about? Yeah. And because yeah. you, you, it's very. Uh, I'm sorry for going. It's very easy for us to look around and deal with physically what we see. You know, yeah. there's this, there's this chair, yeah. and you know, if I, yeah. and it's physical, and mm -hmm. you know, if I was to, you know, touch you, you'd feel it, yeah. and this, that, and the other. But what we're talking about. Is, is beyond the five senses mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and it's you know we, we all often have a limited view that we are just five yeah, senses yeah why can't there be six seven eight yeah nine, ten yeah just, yeah you know. so tell me about how you connect with, yeah with, with, with whisper with right whisper. so and, and does this help chart some of this your is a long story i'm just looking at the time <laughs> um i'll try and keep it pretty simple um or condense it a bit um, so I grew up in a house where spirituality was uh, was uh, explored in, in many different ways. And my parents were um, at one point religious, um, but my dad had always had this uh, fascination for the occult or for um, spiritual things. And so I watched my parents, you know, use the Ouija boards in the house often. Mm -hmm. and, um, and and I used to use them with my dad as a young young person in my, um, you know, uh, I suppose around about 10 I can't remember exactly when I first witnessed it um, but I you know in my teens I certainly used uh, a board with him um, anyway so from there I, I just had this real I, I found it absolutely fascinating and there were so many incidents during that time when I explored um, channeling spirits some uh, or channeling uh, beings light beings um, uh, there was incidents that, that had me really questioning, you know, what is this? This is just incredible. And, and, uh, scary? uh, yeah, there have been, there were some moments where, and we'll talk about that soon, uh, where, where, um, I was afraid of what had unfolded. Um, but I've since learned now, uh, why that happens. Um, and which may uh, be contradictory to what people think. Um, but I'm happy to share that. Anyway, so, yeah, um, yeah uh, I, I started to explore psychic development when I was uh, in my late teens and I found some, some classes and uh, one of them was called uh, 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 the ACORN uh, group, I think, and they used to run regular, regular class classes there. And so I started learning about spirituality and psychic development, which I'm not sure are both the same thing, but um, they kind of intermingle with each other. Uh, and uh, I learned about channeling there. And, um, and of course, it was very fitting for my Ouija, Ouija board staff. So I was like, you know, quite interested in that. Um, I ended up buying myself an Ouija board or a friend gifted it to me, actually. And I bought one after an Ouija board. Um, uh, in my early 20s and we decided to to use it regularly and uh, that's how we met Whisper 
and um, he named himself Whispering Wind at the time um, and we shortened it to Whisper or he shortened it to Whisper and it was a, it was a journey. It was a journey about, uh, you know, at that time I was going through a very difficult, uh, I was in a very difficult relationship and I suppose it was bordering on abuse. Um, and uh, Whisper had really given me faith uh, that there was something greater outside of myself um, that was that was there holding me through this um, and providing me with with courage. And um, so he he really did nurture my experience uh, through this relationship through my friend at the time. And then we also invited my sister in and her friend. And so we used to have coffee and cake with Whisper on a, on a Saturday and he <laughs> would basically counsel us. And that's what he was doing. He was counseling us. Um, and uh, it was that was through the board. That still? was through the board. We would all turn spelling up, spelling things out. Yeah, yeah. It's such a long-winded, hard way of doing say, things. It's yeah, just, but just one up from one <clears throat> Yeah, but I enjoy doing that because it's an embody an embodiment of experience. It gives me a sense of of, of really feeling the energy rather than just um, accessing, channeling through the mind because it is a whole body experience, um, which is what the board has taught me. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, so there's been, I was smiling before because this, you know, kind of giggling about it because there's been so many amazing experiences with him that, um, um, you know, has given me this absolute faith that there is a, a guide, that we all, we all have a guide and there is so much um, that we don't know as well and there's so much mystery, you know. There are things that, uh, that we did during those sessions that were just, you know, life-altering um, and I can't pinpoint one right now I'm trying to think yeah. of one that that's really that interesting and I suppose they're really meaningful to me because they were you know um, important to me at that time and it's what gave me faith to be able to move on from a very destructive relationship and you know and I trusted him so much that with the day when he said it's time to pack your things I did that I, I really believed in him and, and I think on some level he did definitely save me he mm. saved me and, um, and, and, and changed my life, saved my life as well, you know, rescued me from a situation that, that could have been, you know, I could still be, no, I don't think I would have been, but, you know, um, yeah, with, without him, I'm not sure I'd be who I am today. Yeah. That's for sure. He's, he's definitely had a massive impact on my experience. And he, he tells me all the time that he's not a spirit. He's not a ghost. Probably is a better word. I'm not right. a ghost. Talk. That he lives somewhere out in the stars. Yeah. And that he has a physical body, and that he's to let, he's communicating with me through light language. Right. Does he tell you where where he's in the stars? No. No. And I okay. think partly that's because I I don't think I have the cognitive framework to be able to completely understand that, to be able to explain that. Mm. Um, and and uh, yeah, all I know is that he lives. Somebody else could probably explain it for me. Mm. Um, and the guides will often send people to us um, to, to, to provide us with those explanations if they're really important. He's not that concerned about that. He's more interested yeah. in, in our relationship and, and evolving our life together. Um, and, you know, he's not uh, a twin flame. that Some people will refer to their guides as being their twin flame. Yep. He's not that. He's more like a, a mentor, a father, perhaps. Right. Um, and is it two-way? Uh, is, is he receiving from our relationship? Yeah. For sure, because we're yeah. fulfilling a purpose together. Right. His purpose is really to hold people um, like he did me. Uh, to, to get them in touch with, with their soul essence, with who they are, so that mm. they can fulfill their purpose, their destiny in this lifetime. 
And, you know, he calls himself the guide's guide. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. And has this... Conti- so is your um, sort of communication link with him continued on the Ouija board? Or has he gone so beyond? I've been channeling with him for every day since my early 20s. Mm. Um, so it has evolved. So um, does that mean... Sorry. Yeah, no. go on. So does that mean actually sort of, I don't know, sitting still, closing eyes, doing something? Yeah, I don't have to do that to right. communicate with him. Um, and because... It's not something I just experience in my mind. It's something I experience through my body and right. my senses. And, um, uh, you know, I can, um, he will communicate with me um, when he needs to. But actually what he really wants is for my soul to be at the forefront of my experience. So um, back in the early days, he used to spoon feed information to me. And these days it's more about um, really... Uh, learning how to rely on my own soul energy and uh, and he's mentoring my soul if you want to sort of look at it from that perspective you know it's not as as defined as that but that's in my cognitive framework in my um, limited view that's the best way I can explain um, and the easiest most simple way that I can explain that relationship so you know in terms of um, uh, how I uh, converse with him i love using my board i do enjoy that Mm -hmm. it's just a preference i enjoy it because i love the spontaneity that that comes through on the board and i like the um the way in which i get to embody and feel and it's almost like he 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 materializes in front of me which is why i enjoy that but you know i I write and um um, you know i i can uh, he'll send people to me if if need be Um, some people meaning uh, like yourself, right? Right. So you know, it's not by chance that you're here. Yeah. And I giggled before because I felt like you know, finally he's getting some some you know he's being heard on some level because it's not that it matters to him or not, but yeah. you know, he is part of this. He's not separate from it. You know. Mm. Um, yeah. And do we all have a guide? Yes, that's what I was saying before. I yeah. believe that we have all uh, ascended, descended from an ascended master, that, that we are not separate uh, from our guides, that we all have a guide, we are a fractal of light, and we have a soul family. And, and I can't explain it better than a picture that I have in my mind, and I don't even know if it's accurate, because again, I feel like I'm limited cognitively yeah. to be able to really um, to explain it in, in the perfect way. But, you know, I see a, a, a ball of light, and, we're, and the light spreads, and um, my guides and your guides are, are closer to the center of that light and we're more on the sort of outer outer skirts of the light but there's no separation between that you know we're we're not actually separate from each other that yeah. we're all sort of connected in that way we're not we're we're, we're, we're constantly um you know we're, we're connected um it's the best way i can describe it yeah. and so um we're not really separate from our guides. We are just an extension of them. Um, but obviously we have our own consciousness in this realm, just as they have their own consciousness in oh, in, in, the in the star planet, wherever yeah. Whisper has chosen to live and chosen to manifest in physical form. Yeah. He says he has a physical form. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned earlier on there have been scary bits of it. Yeah. Because I, I don't know, there is times this can seem like a scary thing Mm -hmm. so I'm interested to hear Mm -hmm. yeah so and I think it's mainly been um using the board um I've had some some interesting experiences and what I've come to learn from that is that 
uh, more often than not, it's actually my fears that have um, been mirrored back to me through um, my, uh, uh, you know, not being anchored in, into my heart space. So it's basically my shadows that are coming back, that are awakening, that, that want to be heard and loved and seen. Um, and yeah it's it's just basically to for use of a better word but you know it's basically our shit being thrown out onto the board and then people want to you know uh, uh, not want to take responsibility for what's coming up because we are the portal yes it's coming through us we're always translating we are translating the impression so it's actually coming through our own cognitive framework and our own uh, you know uh, energies so um, whatever that we see um, externally that we might be afraid of so some people you know they're afraid of entities there's going to be these low entities that I'm going to channel and um, you know I, I actually believe that they're just mirroring back our own stuff and when we start um, working on our stuff those energies will, will dissipate and will disappear yes, you move to better I just yeah. truly believe that that we're not separate hmm. so whatever's being made manifest on the board uh, is really just an expression of our own shit of our own stuff that we need to love and and heal so it's almost like having it laid out nice yeah, and Yeah, made manifest for, for us. Yeah. Rather than bumbling through life. Yeah. Repeating the same sets of behaviour. And Something then after like 10, that. 15, 20 years, yeah. finally, yeah. penny drops. So. I mean, I, 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 I've been working through my shadow self through a very interesting method, you know, using an Ouija board. I mean, that's an interesting way of, of doing that. It's not the only way. Yeah. Um, but it has taught me about the ways in which... Um, uh, yeah, my shadow interferes with the, sh- with the channeling process, and it's not necessarily um, you know bad energies. It's it's my stuff. It's your stuff. It's my stuff. Trying to get in there. Wanting to be seen and heard. Um, that's limiting. That wants to be transcended. Yeah. That wants to be loved and taken care of and accepted and. Um, yeah. Mm. What do you think? Um, what do you think life and society would be like if we were uh, more open to this, and that we actually made talking to our guide more important in our daily life? Mm-hmm. I think we'd be definitely more inspired, um, and I believe that uh, we would be more in alignment with who we are and what we want, what we truly want. We'd be mm. valuing our life in a different way, and. Um, our life probably wouldn't be so motivated by you know material gain or what we think we should be doing. It would be motivated from a deeper place of authenticity, yeah. for sure. Um, and uh, I think we'd be a lot more kinder to each other. We'd be far more loving and more generous with our time. Um, you know, we would be more giving and uh, and more accepting and more tolerant. And yeah, hmm. it certainly makes us think about stuff bigger than ourselves oh for sure for sure yeah yeah yes um um so i'm still taking a lot there's there's still a lot to take on board how has your interaction with channeling whisper ouija board everything how has that shaped your view of life death mm-hmm. and possibly everything in between mm-hmm. yeah so um, 
I know there's something more. Exactly what that is, I'm not entirely sure. And I think uh, the information that we have outside of ourselves, say through books and, and YouTube and you know whatever else, Google, yeah. um, I don't think is entirely accurate. I think it's a perspective of what it could be, of what it, what it, uh, uh, an impression of what it is. Um, I do believe that that we are, you know, we're not just our physical bodies, and that we have consciousness outside of our body, and that when we die, that that consciousness still exists. And mm. um, you know, having lost my father, and one of the things that he, uh, when he passed, uh, he before he passed, he used to joke around about you know haunting us, and uh, you know he's into the occult. This was yes. his thing, right? <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, so I've had communication with him since he has passed and it's not regular. It's not something I don't choose to channel him. Mm. It happens very spontaneously. And, uh, um, you know, uh, it has, he has taught me more about that than whisper. Perhaps, uh, he's been more, uh, has, has been teaching me about what happens, um, which is still not, you know, entirely clear. Uh, the fact that it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His way of reaching me. No, that's right. His way of reaching me has been uh, really incredible. There was a time where I spent 48 hours pretty much between worlds. I had one foot in this world and one foot in his process, which I call it a kind of like a process of retribution. And I don't think that's the correct word for it. And again, it's because I can't find a better word to, to explain yes. it. Um, long story short, um, I had this dream and it was really shamanic. I was, I was in, uh, you know, in the underworld and, uh, um, I was, there were snakes everywhere and, uh, there was a witch doctor and, um, uh, it, it was a place of deep healing. I knew that I knew, and it was, there were plenty of shadows there. Cause we know when we, we heal, we have to face our shadows, lots of shadows in that place. And then my dad came to me in that, in that, in that, uh, in that space and uh he uh had had basically said to me that um you know he'd, he'd made a mistake and i and i couldn't work out when i woke up from that i couldn't work out what that was my initial res- thought was you know oh no does he owe money somewhere because we just received this money from selling his house thinking oh, do we have to pay this money somewhere like do we, you know has he forgotten something that he owes money to well i didn't i wasn't sure i didn't know um, but within about four hours, I was then in between worlds, it, waking, and I'm, I'm awake for, for you know this during this time, uh, where he was going through this process of, um, I guess, uh, healing and uh, uh, just uh, evolving his heart um, through uh, really facing the consequences of all of his actions um, and all of the decisions that he'd made and how that had impacted on other people's lives. And um, it was a painful process, but it it was karmic. It was a karma that he was facing. He had to face his own karma around mm. that. And it was a loving process, though. It was to evolve his heart, to, fight, to help him find that compassion again. And so he spent some of that time communicating with me about forgiveness. He wanted me to forgive him. And I didn't have the perfect relationship with my father, um, but I didn't feel like I needed to forgive him. But that's what he, he was he was facing uh, the consequences of what he did. Mm. And, um, uh, yeah, so that was a 48 hour journey for me. I'm sure time doesn't exist in the same way wherever he was. Um, uh, yeah. And it, uh, it, it gave me some insight about how important it is for us to work through our issues in our, in our life, because I think it's far more intense when we pass over. Like yes. we, we don't, we don't get to escape it. Yes. We don't get to escape 
Um, You're distracted by, I, I presume they don't have in the next place, Facebook and Instagram. Right, and yeah, yeah, all the yeah, of course. That, you know, yeah. That take us out yeah. of ourselves and focus out yeah. in the external world. Yeah, that's a great way of explaining it. Inside, I have this, um, I have this growing little theory at the moment that um, religion was a great ruse in making us think that God is outside of ourselves when really creative forces inside of ourselves. Yeah. And now I'm beginning to think that the internet is a great ruse in terms of. Um, it portrays all the information outside mm-hmm. of us in the phone mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. When, as you you so beautifully put earlier on about, what was it, with, with the hypnotherapy about um, reconstructing or regathering the parts inside Are of Are calling them back in. Yes, yeah. and, and, and revealing ourselves to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so the internet's a great ruse in making us think outside mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. a lot of the answers are inside. Oh, for sure. actually need. yeah. I mean, yeah. sure, if you want to know when the bus is going to arrive, it will tell you. Yeah, if you want to know when right. the film's going to start, yeah, it's going to tell mm. you. You're not necessarily yeah. going to channel that, but yeah. the stuff you really need to channel yeah. in terms of where you need to go and what, who mm-hmm. you are and what you need to do is inside. Mm-hmm. It's not out on Facebook. It's not yeah. on Yeah, and I think with the um, experience with my dad, um, it wasn't something I had a huge amount of control over, which did frighten me a little bit. And right. there was a point where I went, I'm not sure I, I like this anymore. I wasn't handling it very well. Um, yeah, I don't know why I just shared that. I just decided I would. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a really interesting process. So it made me realize, um, going back to what I wanted to say, was that, that we, don't, we don't get to escape our problems. Yes. We don't get to escape them and that, or, or the problem. That, that, you know, the easiest time to actually work through it is here not really over there because of that distraction that you were talking about perhaps that sounded that really resonated yeah. for me that sounded that, that sounded there was some truth in that for sure mm. um that in fact it's more intense and uh you know suicide for example is not the easy way out no uh, because you're gonna have to go and face it oh this. and it's going to be 10 times harder yes. or more intense probably is a better yeah. word more intense yeah. it's like you have a theme to work through here yeah, yeah it's a more gentle way, even though we think this is a really hard life. You know, yeah. our life is hard. Well, but I don't think that, but some people do do that's, feel like that. That's a fantastic reframe, actually, yeah. that this is a more gentle way of learning. Yeah. It's more fun. It's, it's, Earth is beautiful. We're of the great fortune of, 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 you know, being on this planet. It's amazing. Mm. Just amazing. It seems yeah. to get lost that at times, doesn't it? Yeah, which is why I love witchcraft. Which is why I'm really attracted to witchery because it does reconnect me with the planet and uh, with the with the um, all the elements and um, you know that uh, uh, physical the physical experience of being here, which is which is an absolute blessing for sure. Yeah. yeah. How um, how do you keep yourself grounded? Because mm-hmm. I can imagine it would be quite easy to disappear and or, or be kind of stuck in your head or wherever yeah. your heart or wherever yeah. it is. How do you yeah. Yeah. do that, keep yourself grounded and still navigate every day? Yeah, so being grounded is, is more about being present, about being in the moment. And mm. I have moments throughout the day where I'm grounded and where I'm not grounded. Yeah. I think it's really becoming conscious of, um, of what 
being grounded means and 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 really getting a sense of being present and when we when we have that understanding it's easier to recognize when we're not grounded so we can then bring ourselves back mm. to the present moment i do find going out in nature incredibly helpful uh, running I, I love to run yes um, i find that really grounding and just you know bringing the air into my lungs the light on my skin the sunshine uh, you know the trees just the atmosphere um it the brings me back great. oh it's amazing you know um, it brings me back into the present moment. And, um, but I do, I have to say that my life is kind of spent between worlds, right? So I'm, I've got one foot in this world and one foot in the other world, and that's how I choose to live. And I, and I love that. It's just who, it's, it's, it's um, how I choose to live, and it, it, it's meaningful to me. It, it gives me purpose. It gives me a, a sense of, um, I just know that I'm multidimensional, and I love that. Yes. multi-passionate multi-dimensional and that's just uh, uh, the way I choose to live my life and uh, I guess on some level I suppose um, you know I can't it, it I, I could deny it but it it's I'm sensitive enough for it to just to to, to uh, I, I, it's almost like I can't shut it off but Yes. Uh, you know, I can if I watch the TV, perhaps, or if I focus my awareness on things. Um, but it always comes back to me. It's a knowing that always comes back. Uh, so, yeah, I live between worlds. I'm, I'm one foot in this one, I'm one foot in that one. Yeah. Yeah. How do you deal with people that sort of go, oh, this, this is just rubbish. You, you're just making this up. Or, yeah, I don't really engage people. <laughs> I don't engage yeah. people that uh, don't resonate. Uh, with or, or don't hold uh, similar beliefs to me. I've chosen not to do that because actually I'm not really here to prove to people that this is real or not real. It, it's neither yeah. here nor there to me whether people believe me or not. I don't actually, I'm not concerned with that yes. because I love it so much that it's it's very real to me. This is how I choose to live. And so I choose also to associate people, associate with people who value me and I value them and we share similar beliefs and, and so that I can speak freely about this without being, um, you know, um, uh, you know, to being, without being undermined, you know, I, I prefer uh, to be around people who are, you know, like-minded and I think that's healthy. I don't yes. think that's a, a, a negative thing. I don't really, I'm not interested in trying to prove things to people. Um, in fact, I'd rather just walk away from the conversation. Mm. I get when there's a real interest there and people perhaps um, are new and they have some, some um, perhaps, uh, you know, they, 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 there's some limits in their understanding and I don't know everything. I certainly yes. don't, but I might know a little bit more than the beginner and I'm, and I'm happy to share that. And sometimes it will um, trigger the, a person who's, who's new to this and they'll perhaps want to say, no, that's not true. And that's okay. That's fine. It's their own belief. That's yeah. fine. But, you know, um, uh, yeah, I'm happy to, to be there in that way to uh, give people alternative perspectives. But I'm not really here to argue my point to people. Not interested. No. Yeah. No, it's interesting because that yeah, would be a very easy trap to get stuck into. Yeah, yeah. I guess in my earlier days, um, I would. I used. To, I say this regularly, um, but when I first started uh, teaching or mentoring or training, um, I was in my early twenties, and I think there was a part of me at that time that had what I call a spiritual ego that that presumed or or. I felt, and it wasn't coming from a place of wanting to be better, but feeling like I had this responsibility of being some kind of guru, that because of the position right. I was holding at that time, that I had to have these answers. 
I've relinquished that now. That's yeah. gone, and there's so much freedom in that. Um, and I think uh, you know, when people first get on this path, there is that uh, spiritual. That it's very easy to cultivate a spiritual ego yeah, because get, we think we have to have knowledge, the answers. Get some new knowledge. You see things that other people don't, yeah. and then it's like, right, you should do this. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I, I sit there thinking, well, it'd be easy to say, right, so everybody should spend time. You know, linking in with their guide. And yeah, that's world right. Would be just a better place. That's right. So therefore, yeah. that's what you should do. Yeah. But yeah. It's people's journey to find that. Exactly, exactly. And people have their own explanations of the guides as well. And I find that my explanation can uh, trigger people at times because um, I think, you know, what I've learned from Whisper is it's about taking full responsibility for our journey and that, uh, you know, we all kind of some of us and I've done it too that we want we, we you know it's we'd like people to come down and, and fix things for us and a guide you know that I think there is a, a kind of a belief out there that these uh, you know amazing ascended masters are going to solve our life and they're going to fix the planet and actually it's up to us it's yep. up to us we're the ones doing that you know um, we're at the forefront of the experience not the guides hmm hmm what does the next sort of three to five years look like for you with this? Do you have any plans or are you just yeah, happily on the such journey? such a curious question. Yeah. I have resistance, some resistance to answering that because yeah. I'm... Um, because I am a devotee of the, the creative process, what I think today may not be how it's going to look in five yeah. years' time. So for me right now, what I'm really interested in is, is learning a whole lot more about hypnotherapy. Um, I'm very excited about that journey and um, uh, I feel like that's the direction that things are going in for me, are going for me and for my clients, the people that I'm meant to work with. Um, but in the context of soul immersion, um, I'm really uh, inspired by um, holding space for people to be more of who they are, more of their, that authentic, authenticity. And I know that's kind of a buzzword at the moment, but I guess the best way to describe that is just to be real, you know, just to be real with who they are in the moment mm. um, and, and to... Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm, 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 my motivation for the next three years, perhaps... Is, is to hold space for people to um, to really uh, and for myself to to live the life that we love you know to, yeah. know, to, to discover what that is and and to feel courageous enough and brave enough to be able to do that and to support people as they as they do that and, and myself I'm, I'm very lucky I've got this really good strong connection with whisper yes. supports me in doing that um, and I share that with other people you know through me he supports mm. them too it's interesting yeah. you talk about um, having to put you know, brave and courageous in the same sentence as being um, real and authentic. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you need to be brave to be authentic. It, if you actually strip it back, it sounds counterintuitive. Yeah. Why would I want to be anything else? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's so much that pulls us away from that. Mm -hmm. And I think you, I would agree with you in the fact that there is more of a need from people for a more real and authentic experience mm -hmm. interaction relationships mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's no there's no um, accident that I call this podcast WA Real because yeah. I want to have real conversations with people here in Western Australia yeah. and you know I'm meeting people I, I really enjoy it mm -hmm. because you're having real conversations and you're talking about making authentic real space for people so yeah, yeah I do think there's a groundswell of that um, yeah I love that groundswell groundswell such a great word yeah yeah it's a fluid, a fluidity, for sure. Mm. Yeah. 
the groundswell of something real and authentic yeah. away from yeah. some of the life scripts and stories that we are given that, yeah. we, that I, I, for one, um, played along with them. And then yeah. all of a sudden, they don't mm-hmm. work. And, mm-hmm. and there I am in a very different place where I yeah. was going to. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I don't know, my throat's uh, closing up now, but... <clears throat> excuse me I think um, you know courage uh, that courage that I'm talking about is about risk taking because part of the you know doing what we love and living the life that we love means taking risks mm. and it takes courage to do that and often we can um, disrupt we can be in some discomfort before we actually land on the other side of what it is that we're wanting to create um, and uh, yeah that does take some bravery and some courage because we don't always make those people around us happy you know, when we do that, they can be affected by the choices that we make, right? Mm. You know. I suppose that they have one picture of you and they like it like that. That's and then right. when you go and evolve and change, it's like, yeah. oh, that's now different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, because then they're forced to, to interact with your energy in a different way and some people will choose to stay and some people and evolve with you mm-hmm. or, you know, go or fight tooth and nail to keep us the way that we yeah that's right yeah indeed yeah super so here's a question i asked many of my guests if you could go back to um a very younger marina sort of let's say 20 years old mm-hmm. uh, and give her a piece of advice from mm-hmm. where you are now yeah what what would that be yeah so it would be take care of your health for sure to take care, learn how to self-care, make that a priority, make that your priority to look after your body because, um, you know, your body is is the greatest, is, is the vehicle from which you can actually start manifesting what you truly want and if, uh, if, I'm, if I'm not taking care of myself then it's uh, going to um, uh, limit what I'm capable of. Mm. Like it. Yeah. And for somebody out there who's, I don't know, think, um, is, is interested in channeling, is, mm-hmm. has, has some sort of sense of something else going on there yeah. or this, that and the other, what, what sort of advice would you give them? What, would I, what advice would I give them oh. is to um, really get to know uh, their heart, to anchor into, learn, uh, learn what it feels like to be receptive to love. Yeah. To be receptive to love and to <clears throat> explore their own heart in the context of their own self-worth and their own um, love. Super. That sound, I, does that, I know that's very broad, but essentially that's where the clarity comes from. It's, it's your advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So if somebody's listened to this and they're thinking, oh, this sounds great, I want to come mm-hmm. and see Marina, come and talk to her, maybe have yeah. a session, maybe learn how to become open up their own channel mm-hmm. how and where would they find you okay so i have a web page that they yeah. can find me on um which is which is com. really yep. easy um or they can find me on facebook marina kirk the heart of channeling uh and uh yeah and just to contact me and uh i'll make time to create space and i've got a couple of courses running at the moment um, that uh, haven't uh, begun yet, uh, so they're welcome to attend, which one starts next Friday, which is the One Day Soul and Spirit Immersion. And then there's uh, another one where we deepen the experience. Um, I've named it We Are the Light, so we, we uh, embody, we learn to embody the, the light and uh, really um, uh, learn about what co-creating means. 
and uh, yeah, so they're, they're two courses that are available that uh, are on my um, Facebook page. Actually, you'll find the events there right. and they're welcome to contact me regarding that. Any questions is fine. It's no Super. problem. Yeah. Well, Marina, thank you so much for taking the time Thanks. to talk to me and sharing this space and conversation and then sharing it with the listeners. I'm hugely, hugely grateful. Often at this point, I try and do a quick mental recap of things, but there's just so much in there today. Right, okay. Um, I will probably be listening to this again over the next couple of days okay. just to let it all sink in. Great. It's been it's been fantastic, fantastic for oh, me personally. Thanks. Thank you. Um, and I have no doubt for uh, for my listeners out there. Um, oh, I hope they enjoy it. Tons yeah. to speak on. Great. Yes. I've enjoyed it as well. Thanks for for holding space for me. It's been helpful for me to clarify, which is was my my intention as well with you being here to help me clarify what it is I actually do, which is in constant evolving spaces. Yes. Um, So, yeah, thank you so much. What you do now, it'll probably be different next week. Uh, Well, Well, yeah, five years' time probably. Five years' time. Yeah. Rena, thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thank Thank you. you.